Hello and welcome to this podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. You're about to hear the Serving Today programme, which is for pastors and church leaders. This episode was recorded with the late Phil Crowter back in the early 2000s, before he went to glory. Welcome to Serving Today, the programme for pastors and church leaders. I'm Derek French and it's good to be with you once more. Preaching through Mark's Gospel. Phil Crowder looks at more of Mark chapter 15. It's fair to say that the closing three chapters of Mark take us to the very heart of the Gospel message and the wonderful provision God has made for the salvation of sinners. Today we've come to verses 16 to 32 in Mark 15 and I'm grateful also for the help of Phil Crowder. Phil, what heading have you chosen for a sermon based on these verses? The Saviour who no one wants. Right, give us some background. Yes, let me paint the larger background just for a moment. We need to remember how Mark tells his whole story. Mark chapters 1 to 8 is all about who Jesus is. And Mark chapters 9 to 16 is about why Jesus came. Now, Jesus has told us many times that he came to die for sinners. Now, as we come to the climax, as we see this happen... We're sad because everyone's so unkind. Jesus suffers so terribly. But we're also glad because Jesus is doing what he came for. So as we read this section, we must remember that this is what it's all about. Jesus carries out God's perfect plan on the cross. And therefore we should praise him for that. So let's read verses 16 to 32. Thanks, Derek. The soldiers led Jesus away into the palace, that is, the praetorium, and called together the whole company of soldiers. They put a purple robe on him, and then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on him. And they began to call out to him, Hail, King of the Jews! Again and again they struck him on the head with a staff and spat on him. Falling on their knees, they paid homage to him. And when they had mocked him, they took off the purple robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him out to crucify him. A certain man from Cyrene, Simon, the father of Alexander and Rufus, was passing by on his way in from the country, and they forced him to carry the cross. They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. Then they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it, and they crucified him. Dividing up his clothes, they cast lots to see what each would get. It was about the third hour when they crucified him, The written notice of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. They crucified two robbers with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, So, you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, come down from the cross and save yourself. In the same way, the chief priests and the teachers of the law mocked him among themselves. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. Let this King of Israel... Come down now from the cross, that we may see and believe. Those crucified with him also heaped insults on him. Let me just point out a few things from the text. In verse 17, you see how they put a, a purple robe on him and this crown of thorns. The soldiers dressing up Jesus as a king so that they can laugh at him. They made the king's crown with a plant that has long, sharp thorns to hurt Jesus' head. 
And then verse 21, we see how Simon, the father of Alexander and Rufus, was passing by on his way in from the country and they forced him to carry the cross. Well, this tells us that Jesus was now too weak to carry his cross. You see, already he's suffered a lot and he's very weak now. In verse 23, they offer him wine mixed with myrrh, but he didn't take it. The myrrh was probably to stop some of the pain. But you see, Jesus was willing to take all the pain. And so he refuses the drink. In verse 26, you'll see that there's a a notice put on the cross there, which read, the king of the Jews. They used to write what the crime was and put it on the cross so that everyone could see. And the crime of Jesus He was the king of the Jews. Which was no crime at all, was it? No, that's it. And then, of course, they continue to hurl or heap insults at him. They continue to, to say rude things about him there in verse 29 and 32. Yes, the callousness and the hardness of the human heart really comes out in this passage, doesn't it? It's unbelievable, isn't it? Unless we can understand our own wicked hearts. Well, coming to the sermon then, Phil, what would be the the main point and how do you suggest we introduce it? What do we need to work on? Jesus is the saviour, but nobody wants him. And it's a very serious section, isn't it? It is indeed, yes. But I think we can see even from the main point that it's so relevant to us. Nobody wants him. How few people want Jesus, the saviour, And so as we speak, we must pray for those who don't want the Saviour, those perhaps who come each week to to hear the preaching of God's word, but they don't want the Saviour. But also we must try to encourage the Christians as a challenge for those who are not yet Christians, but we want to encourage the believers to praise and love Jesus because he saved us. He did all this when we didn't even want him. He loved us when we hated him and we should rejoice at that as well. Mm. Yes, the Lord's grace really Mm. is amazing, isn't it? certainly is. Well, you've got two main points for the sermon. What's the first? No one wants their saviour. And really it would be good to to go through the passage seeing how the, the different groups make fun of Jesus. In what ways do they show what they think of Jesus. Have a look at the verses and and see that for yourselves. What is it that Jesus has to suffer from these people? Phil, just take us through those briefly, the the soldiers to start with. Well, yes, they're in verses 16 through to 20. You see how they, they mock him as king. Verse 19, again and again they struck him on the head with a staff and spat on him, and that's after they've put the crown of thorns. Falling on their knees, they paid homage to him. They pretend to worship him. What about the people who watched on, the the passers-by, if you like? Yes, there would have been a number of people just going past the cross. And we read that they hurled insults at him, verses 29 and 30. So, you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, come down from the cross and save yourself. It is so hard even to read those words, isn't it? To see this 
dreadful opposition to the Saviour and increasing his suffering, in a sense, his distress in the way they responded to him. I think it's hard to read it with the the right amount of hate in our voice, mm-hmm. isn't it? But then there were the Jewish leaders, weren't there? It's just the same, isn't it? In verses 31 and 32 there, the chief priests and teachers of the law mocked him among themselves. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. Let this Christ, this King of Israel, come down now from the cross that we may see and believe. But of course they had no intention of believing. No, indeed. And, uh, well, they'd seen the Lord do many wonderful things prior to this. Mm. There was plenty of evidence for them to believe, but they, they just wouldn't, would they? Mark ends with the two thieves. Yes, you'll notice in verse 27 that there are two robbers, one on his right-hand side and one on his left. And they also heaped insults at him. They mocked him there in verse 32. Rather lovely that Luke tells us that one of them changed during the hours he was on the cross, didn't he? Yes, and do look that up in in Luke's Gospel. That's uh, that's tremendous. Yes, but they both started with hard hearts and it seems that the one man grew harder and the other man, his heart softened and he sought the Lord. And it's interesting, isn't it? There's no one here, no one who has a good word for Jesus. Jesus only did good things and he only gets mockery and hatred. Everyone wants to do away with Jesus. They they want him to be there on the cross. They love it that he's dying there. No one wants their saviour. Is that true today? Think about the different kinds of people who laugh at Christians. They may not laugh openly, but quietly perhaps. What kinds of people want to have nothing to do with Jesus? They might be very nice people in their own way, but... They want to have nothing to do with Jesus. What do people think of a saviour who dies on a cross? And what about you in your heart? Yes, again, very searching questions, but very necessary ones, aren't they? They are. We tend to think that, you know, we would somehow be different from Mm. them. Mm. But apart from God's grace, we would be exactly the same. We would be. Well, we were once, weren't we? Mm. Yeah. What's your second main point then? Yeah, so nobody wants their saviour, but we mustn't forget that, secondly, Jesus really is the saviour. As he hung there on the cross, Jesus knew what we all thought of him. But he still loved us. He still loved the people who hit him and laughed at him. In fact, this was just how to be their saviour. Think again about what they shouted at Jesus. Perhaps their insults were true after all. First, they say, King of the Jews, there in verse 18 and 26. The soldiers had great fun as they laughed at Jesus. But Jesus really is the king who God promised. He is the king of the Jews. And he is the king of everyone else too. You know, many of us bow and worship Jesus as our king, don't we? We we know it's true and we love him. What about you? You've probably sung many songs to Jesus. But have you truly worshipped the king yet? And then the other thing that uh, they say is he saved others, but he cannot save himself. In verse 31. Well, that was true too, in a way. Jesus, the Saviour, 
cannot come down from the cross. Why? Well, because he must save his people from their sin. The cross is the only way to save us. And it will be good to talk more about this, to show how Jesus paid the price for sin. As it says in Mark 10, 45, as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Talk here about his great love for those he came to save. So finally, can you say he saved others, but he cannot save himself because he died to save me? Will you praise Jesus because he is the saviour, he's your saviour? And that vital challenge from Phil Crowter brings us to the end of today's edition of Serving Today. What a privilege to share this gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ with others. And how precious to know his saving power has been at work in our lives. Remember, if you have any questions about today's programme, we'd be delighted to hear from you, and our address follows shortly. Until next time, this is Derek French saying goodbye, and may God help us to declare the unsearchable riches of Christ. That was Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. To get in touch, you can email us. The address is servingtoday at gbm.org.uk or find us on Twitter at ServingTodayGBM. You can also search our back catalogue from our webpage www.gbm.org.uk forward slash radio. Thanks for listening and goodbye.